next guest, he is a current mixed martial artist. Some of you in from the audience may know him from his appearance on The Ultimate Fighter Team Sonnen versus Team Jones. He has a record of six wins, four losses, and one draw. Please welcome onto the show, Mr. Colin Hart. How you doing, Colin? Good. It's great to be here. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for taking the time, man. I appreciate it. Of course, no problem. So, uh, what have you been up to, man? Uh, full-time dad uh, with an overtime job. Oh, That's pretty much full, uh, full-time single dad. So, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I got my hands full. Been a lot of work. Oh, we were talking a little bit off air. So, he was born up in, in March, correct? March 13th, yeah. Uh, congratulations, man. Thank you. Awesome. So um, it's been a year, a crazy year, but real quick, before we get into this, can you just, do you mind just telling a little bit, my audience, a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah. So Colin Hart, I, uh, been into fighting and martial arts my whole life since, since I was a real little kid. Um, finally got into it, actually training consistently when I was 17, um, then I went pro when I was 19 and uh, just been going at it from there, gone on to tough. Uh, I was like just turned 23. Uh, so at least in the beginning, it kind of all happened pretty quick. Um, uh, I took five years off from competing in MMA, uh, kept training, realized I couldn't I just I wasn't ready to retire and uh, gave it another go uh, in Canada last year and uh, took a loss by decision. Um, now I uh, just had a kid uh, right at the same time as COVID. So my, uh, yeah, my career is taking a little hit at the moment, but uh, I'm, look, I'm, I'm hoping to get back into it by, I don't know, I guess it kind of depends on the shutdown, but uh, hopefully next year. Awesome. Uh, what what uh what part of the country are you at, uh, Colin? I'm in I'm in the North Bay area of California. Okay. Okay. So how uh, has 2020 been for you? It sounds crazy. You know, you you had a baby during this uh you know craziness that has been 2020. How's it that been for you, Colin? Man. Uh, painful um uh mma was easier yeah uh yeah so that i mean it's it's all been based around my kid okay um and that's been a, a pretty rough experience uh i i at least i found a way to grow from the pain um i'm i, I should say i'm doing well uh i i split up with the mom i took full custody at while he was eight months old um got a restraining order uh yeah so i'm just going through that battle now mm -hmm. well i'm kind of yeah I'm, I'm still in the middle of that battle um but i'm winning i'm doing good uh mma is uh it, it's just it's not a main priority right now but i would mm -hmm. say it's like top three i guess yeah i get you brother top two maybe um yeah just kid is first um 
my whole career of, uh, I've taken jobs that uh, I've never kept a job more than six months throughout my whole, my whole twenties. Um, cause every time a job would, would get in the way of training, I would just quit. Uh, so I, the one job I kept consistently was working in a bar, just bouncing. Um, cause it, it, the schedule was perfect with training. I could just train, go home and shower, go to work. And it would be short shifts that weren't a ton of pay, but, uh, it was enough to survive and just keep training. Okay. So this is interesting. So I'm glad that you're being open right now because a lot of people that I've talked to that, you know, do the fighting stuff and train, you know, like on a full-time basis or that I've, you know, been like with the, within the UFC, obviously you don't get to, I guess, see the outsides, uh, an, an outside perspective on this thing. You know, you were, you were in tough and stuff like that. And you're a fighter that, you know, that was up and coming uh, during that time. And, you know, you were doing that at that time full time, but people don't get to see like the, I guess a different side of that, of that aspect, you know, like right now you just had a baby and stuff like that. And it's very, it's yeah. very time consuming, you know, it, it, they become your life. My sister had a baby, you know, about four years ago. And, and I'd see the difference that it was in her life and, and, and it's crazy. And in, in a sense, like from my, I guess from my sister's perspective, you know, she changed from it because, you know, they're the number one priority, you know? Yeah. So it's, you know, so it, it is crazy how I guess your, your life turns and your focus has to shift for that. And I'm, I'm sure you're doing a great job with that. I wanted to ask about your uh, MMA career early on. So a lot, a lot of my audience may know you, uh, you know, from your days and the team Sonin versus uh, team John Bones Jones, tough edition. One of my friends, shout out to Alan Dennis. He was real excited when I told him I was interviewing you because, you know, he was a fan of yours too on the show. Uh, he was oh, a fan cool. of the John Bones Jones, uh, John Bones Jones team there. What was that experience like for you, Colin? Uh, uh, it's safe to say it was crazy. Okay. And hard. Um, I remember it being kind of like a, like a summer camp as a kid where you're, you're doing all these cool things, but yeah. you kind of just want to go home. Okay. Um, it, it, was, it was, I mean, Vegas itself is like kind of like being on another planet, but uh, that was just a whole another life. Um, and uh, I, I was young. Yeah. Um, just turned 23, like two weeks before I got in the house. Um, and I, uh, I guess I, uh, I was afraid to be uh, like kind of jumping for attention of the camera. Yeah. So I kind of like, I just, I just shied away from it, but it was, it was kind of impossible to do because they were in our faces 24 um, seven. Yeah. The, the cameras were a big part of our lifestyles. Um, like it was, it was almost like, at least for me, it was, it was almost impossible to act natural. Uh, Cause I like even acting natural. I was still putting on an act. Like I, I didn't know, I didn't know how to do it. Um, especially like this, this camera, like the size of my torso, just in my face. Um, but it was also the, 
the surveillance type cameras that were all throughout the house, even in the bathrooms. In the bathrooms? Uh, yeah. Pointed right at the toilet. Uh, there's zero privacy. Like Dude, you what the go, hell? going, yeah, going number two, just looking up in the corner of the ceiling. There's a camera looking right at you. Um, those cameras were weren't filming for the show. Uh, I'm still not a hundred percent clear why they needed to us on video going to the bathroom, but uh, in case something happened in there. It was for the camera team to find us okay. or, or something. Um, yeah. That's a little yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, I don't want to say you get used to it, but uh, you kind of get used to it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to, in a sense, ignore that. I mean, that'd be... I mean, it still sounds like a pretty uncomfortable experience when it comes there. And I'm sure it's uncomfortable. Is it safe for me to say that it's uncomfortable having a camera crew filming literally everything you're doing there? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, like, I, like, I'm just, like, I was just trying to have the littlest normal daily conversation. And it's, yeah. and it's like, national news. And it's, like... Like, okay, uh, gotta act natural. Um, some people in the house were just fine with it. Um, yeah, I, I kind of strayed away a little bit. Uh, yeah, like the, the first morning I was in there, I was just eating a bowl of cereal, and uh, there was a camera like two feet from my face, just uh documenting it it was just it was so bizarre and uh it did kind of we did kind of get used i did kind of get used to it um but yeah that's all just the camera part of it all then i'm also in a house with 13 roommates that want to kill me yeah um and uh so I, you know i figured when i first got in um I had a I had a training buddy Dom Waters who was on the season before me. He recommended uh, one of the downstairs bedrooms, I think, because it was smaller, uh, so uh, would share it with less people. So I immediately I I, uh, I claimed a bed in that bedroom, and my teammates came in, ripped my bed from the wall, and brought it upstairs to their room. Uh, so team Jones, we had the master bedroom. All seven of us shared one big bedroom while team Sonin took the two bedrooms downstairs. Okay. Um, definitely better to share the bedroom with my team. Uh, when I was claiming the bed, I didn't know who was going to be in what room. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, sharing a room with six dudes, it's not great. Um, it affected my sleep. I uh, was always the last one to fall asleep. And uh, I, there was always like one or two people snoring. Um, and you could hear their farts. And it was just, yeah, kind of sucked. 
Yeah. So talk, talking about that and how you were at least, you know, being able to sleep with your teammates, what was it like, I guess, heading into your first fight with uh, Kevin Casey? Uh, you know, fans of the show may remember that I guess he, he messed with your sleep and obviously you weren't the two bit happiest. Yeah. That. <laughs> how what was that like, man? Uh, so our first night in the house, uh, it must've been right after the, the fights to get in the house. Once we, we finally got into the house, both teams, we, we all had a big dinner. It was like a big meeting and we, uh, we discussed how we were going to handle the season. We all knew that we were going to be messing with each other. So, uh, both teams agreed that we were going to make two rules. We weren't going to mess with each other's sleep or our food. Okay. And uh, so I figured, you know, that uh, everyone was going to agree to that. Um, so then, like, I was the third fight. Uh, me and Kevin Casey were the third fight on the season. I uh, just watched two of my teammates get knocked out before me. And uh, then Kevin Casey calls me out. And uh, I think after he called me out, there was, I think, maybe almost a week before we actually fought. Um, and then a few days before our fight, him and a couple other of people from Team Sonin came into our room and just threw toilet paper at us um, at night while we were asleep or trying to sleep. It was just, it was and it was just a silly practical joke. They're giggling and ran back down the stairs. Um, and uh, I I remember me and Bubba McDaniel were especially mad about that uh m more so me because i had the fight coming up yeah. a couple days later and uh it's like out of all my fights i've never had an opponent enter my room my bedroom while i was sleeping uh before the before the fight um but i knew it, it was a joke um so i was gonna prank them back and uh i our uh, team Jones trains earlier than Sonin um, twice a day. We would go at 10 a.m. and then I don't remember, like 5 p.m. And Sonin would train, would take the gym after us. Uh, so I think it was the next morning we got back from training. Team Sonin was gone. So we were in the house without them. So I went into their bedroom and, uh, I was trying to figure out like other ways to prank them back. Um, they had a humidifier in the room. I filled it with flour. Uh, so when they turned it on, it would just shoot out a big cloud. Like I, uh, I turned off the water to their toilet and peed in the upper tank. Um, it, like it, I did a couple other things like just stupid stuff. Um, and my team, they uh they undid everything they uh they took the flour out of the out of the humidifier they uh 
yeah, they undid every prank I did. They wouldn't let me retaliate because out of fear of them retaliating. I explained that I'm the one retaliating. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they didn't let me. So then I was just kind of stewing on it. And uh, uh, I watched like a, a Nick Diaz fight. Um, we all did. It was like one of the few times we got TV. Yeah. We watched a Nick, I think it might have been Nate Diaz. I don't know. Uh, both of them are I'm buddies with. Uh, I, I want to say it was Nate. And he lost that fight, and that just put me in a worse mood. And I was like, "That's gonna be me and Kevin Casey. We're gonna we're gonna be killing each other like that." And he screwed my sleep. He broke the rule. Um, so screw this guy. Um, so yeah, weigh ins. I, I just I flipped him off. Um, and I understand there were I guess being a little sensitive about it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, honestly, I was a little surprised that everyone's reactions like it was like we're we're about we're about to exchange head trauma and everyone's freaking out about a middle finger and like it, to, to me I, I i figured that was a good thing because like i got in his head um but like the rest of his team is shocked and well my team was shocked and the half of his team was pissed off uh i think a couple of them thought it was funny I thought it was funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. What was that? Yeah, I kind of regretted it. I, I kind of regretted it. Uh, so after I did that, I was a little surprised that it everyone made such a big deal out of it. And uh, uh, I kind of, like, I didn't really want to explain myself. I was just over it at that point. Uh, so I, I feel like everyone kind of heard Kevin's side of that a little better or a little more. Um, and I was kind of like, whatever, he screwed my sleep. Let's just, let's fight. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That was why I flipped him off. Uh, once everyone was making a big deal out of it, trying to talk about it. I, uh, yeah, I was over it. I just like, I don't like what, let's, like, let's just fight. Like, let's, like, who cares? Yeah. Um, I was surprised at Sonin's reaction, though. Um, like, he, he was, uh, he was very understanding okay. about it. Um, it seemed like, I don't know. Well, his take was, you can do whatever, if you're the one going into the cage to fight, you can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that that was his reaction. Like you know, coach. As long as it's not the coach doing it for you, who's not going to get in the cage. I mean, he can you know say do whatever you want. You know, you're going to get in as long as you get in the cage. That was, I guess, his perspective on it. He talked about that afterwards, which I I mean I I agreed with. You know, I had a guy uh, a couple of weeks ago. His name was uh, Tyler Diamond. He actually came out in the undefeated season of the Ultimate Fighter. This was you know some seasons later after that, and he flicked off his opponent. Yeah, you know, at weigh-ins, I thought it was funny, and I mean, because the guy was talking so much, you know, smack to him that he, you know, he just did it, you know, and he didn't care, and that's it. And like you, you know, he dominated the fight, you know, afterwards. Like, I mean, it was just domination. Uh, yeah, you know, it it, it came off as yeah. kind of a strategic move, also, in, yeah. in my case, um, because it it I think it definitely threw off Kevin and uh messed with his head a little he's 
he's a rapper from LA. He's, he's a pretty intimidating dude. And, uh, I don't think he's, he's used to people throwing a middle finger in his face. Um, so it kind of worked out. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it kind of, I kind of got in my own head too with it. I was like, shit, like if I lose now, I'm like, that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, you dominated the guy calling. So it wasn't, I guess it wasn't, that one wasn't a big deal, I guess. I mean, it is, I guess it, it, it does bring a lot of pressure, of course, for you to compete and perform. I thought you did. Yeah. I know you, I know you were upset because you didn't finish the fight though. I was, uh, and it was like the thing with ultimate fighter yeah. is, uh, like beating Kevin Casey or beating anyone, I'm competing with other people's wins. Like we're competing for knockout of the season or submission of the season or, or, or the fight. Um, and, uh, the first fight, Luke Barnett won with like a flying knee. And we like, when I saw that, I, I thought there's a chance that will be knockout of the season. And then Uriah Hall throws his, spinning back kick and i'm just like well i could still get submission of the season <laughs> um yeah. actually no i was like i'm gonna go for knockout of the season so uh with kevin the beginning of the fight i just sprinted across the cage and went for a flying knee yeah. uh didn't land it um he actually landed a good push kick into yeah, my stomach um I don't know if anyone could tell, but uh, it hurt. Okay. Is is right off the bat. I I've never jumped into someone's push kick like that. Um, there's only been a couple of body shots in my career that I actually felt uh, that one hurt. But I also caught his foot and just turned it into a double leg and took him down right away. Um. And then, yeah, I just kind of out-wrestled him the rest, the rest of the fight. Um, yeah, I was – I was even though I won, I was still uh, – didn't like my performance. Uh, even if I did a good job to get the victory, uh, it was – my hands just felt like garbage. Um, I get you. And, and it, like, I was kind of – I don't know. I was worried about having a boring fight because um, I felt like, you know, if my wins are boring, then as soon as I lose, I'm, I'm Dana White's just going to get rid of me, uh, which is what happened. Um, uh, but yeah, so that, that first round with Kevin, um, I took him down right off the bat. He, at some point he got back up. Yeah. And we were doing some pummeling against the cage and it just, it just, it burnt my arms out completely. Um, uh, I going into the show, I, I just, I just got out of college wrestling uh, for a junior college or, or, uh, and uh, I got a scholarship. I turned it down to go into the show, oh, okay. but during wrestling, I realized that my 
I, I do well with, with getting the double underhooks and pummeling and, and getting bear hugs. Uh, so I went for that on Kevin, but he's super strong and kind of, kind he's not short, but he's, he had a low center of gravity. Um, so he was just, he was, he was pulling my arms down while I was going for the bear hug. And uh, I came out to the, to the second round and I, I couldn't lift my arms. Damn. So I was like, uh, I mean, we only exchanged a couple punches and I was, I was like, this, this isn't working. I, I got to take him down again. Um, so uh, I think that was the, that was the first time I wasn't, I actually just could not use my hands in a fight um, that happened again to me. Uh, a couple fights later outside of the show. Um, but it, it's uh, kind of sucks. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not, it sounds rough. How much of a toll did that fight take on you when it was time to fight Kelvin in that next round? Uh, the recovery process for you because you have to fight, you know, a certain amount of fights through it during like a short time span. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, Cause I was the third fight. So then there was like four more fights. Uh, there's, uh, there was, that was the third fight. So there was, so there was, four, oh yeah, there was five, but because of the wild card, uh, right? But the wild card was happened the same night. Um, oh wow! I thought it did. Oh wow! Well, I mean, yeah, you were there, boss. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't remember this. Uh, okay, maybe not. Yeah, so those five fights. Um, and I think we also got like a two-week break from the fights. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it might have been like around Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, I spent a Thanksgiving in the Ultimate Fighter house. What was that like? Um, uh, weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with, a, with uh, a bunch of people that... Yeah. Yeah. Chael Sonnen was was very involved with both teams, kinda. Um, he kind of organized some activities for us that day. Like we we had a little like toy model boat race thing where both we both built boats yeah. um, and raced across the swimming pool with them. Like they were like rubber band powered or something um just did some i don't know some activities what was Uh, like with chilled and uh jones there um having them both around at the same time no yeah well uh i don't did you ever get any um uh guess any time to like talk to chill or anything like that i know you train with john yeah, uh, you know, I actually, I actually did get get a good amount of time to to talk to Chael um, for for being on the opposite team. Uh, we talked a bit. Uh, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Um, probably not so much to his opponents, but uh, yeah, he's 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 nice to me. Um, uh, he's. I, I felt like I got to know him decently well. And what was it like training with uh, John Jones? 
It was cool. Um, it was uh, it was right after a fight John had. Um, he got armbarred in the fight, and it, and it but he got out of it and won, of course. But it it he was he had an elbow injury, okay. um, so he uh, his training with us was kind of limited. Um, more so in the beginning, uh, but I did get to wrestle with him and, and do a lot of grappling. I uh, didn't really get to spar with him, uh, but that actually just reminded me um, about the toll the fight with Kevin Casey took on me because uh, <laughs> actually the biggest toll it took was the all the scrapes and rashes I got uh, from the canvas. It was on the cage. It was like sandpaper. And, uh, that, that was a full 10 minutes on the ground almost. And my, the top of my feet and my knees were just scraped up. Like, like I just got in a motorcycle crash Jeez. and, uh, I, I couldn't train for like a solid week. Uh, I wasn't grappling with anyone. I, I missed out on a lot of sparring uh, I just spent a bunch of time on the treadmill. Um, so yeah, now that I think about it, it did, it did take a toll. Um, so was there a under, an, an understanding when it comes to having to deal with that kind of stuff on the show? Were the coaches understanding with you not being able to grapple or was there a sense of pressure that you had to still? Uh, no, you know, I didn't, they didn't really pressure us. Um, okay. A lot, uh, like we we kind of they kind of treated us like adults. We could make our own choices, um, and and they saw my 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 scrapes were pretty bad. I was I was worried about getting some staff in them, or just in, in, if they got infected, yeah, would, that would not be good. Yeah, for sure. What was, uh, did you get any kind of, uh, you know, time to talk to like Dana White? Because uh, I spoke to Tyler Diamond and he was telling me that as the seasons have gone on, Dana White's been less and less involved with the show. Would you have any kind of interaction with him? Uh, that's very true. Um, I have very little interaction with him. Uh, he, I think he pretty much only showed up during the fights okay. um, with, a, with a couple of exceptions. Um, and then when he was there, I was just, um, like, I, I do not want to ever be starstruck for another human. Um, and, uh, so I kind of avoided like trying to crowd around him. Um, uh, I did, I, I talked to him a little bit and he's, I seem like a nice guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was only like a handful of times that I really got to talk to him and it was brief. Were there fighters that actually tried to crowd him though? To try to like make a point to talk to him? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, there, well, like I would, he, when it would show up, people would kind of would just crowd around him and <laughs> I'd like, I just try not to do that. I got you. I got you. I got you. So, uh, what was, uh, I guess life after the show for you, Colin? 
it's kind of cool. Um, different. Uh, Got people text messaging you after the episodes were airing and stuff. Oh man. Um, a bit of text, my Facebook just, it went so crazy. I kind of just ignored it. And, uh, uh, I got like a thousand friend requests, um, all these messages, uh, tons of comments. And I, I, I felt bad. I, I couldn't, I didn't even want to try to keep up with all of it. And it's like, I felt like if I responded to some, then I had to respond to all of them I get you. for what, for whatever reason I thought that. And, uh, uh, I kind of shut down a little bit. I mean, I kind of did during the show, but once I was, uh, once it aired, I was realized like, I don't really want that much attention in my life, but, uh, but it's kind of a, um, something you got to do to be in the UFC is be yeah. present. Yeah. You got to be present on social media. Um, so, yeah, it kind of became like a little uh, small town celebrity for a moment. Had a couple articles written about me. Um, some of them were okay. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was um, very life-changing. For sure. Did you? Was there anything from the Ultimate Fighter house that you were able to take with you? Like, I guess, like the jersey or anything kind of like that? Any, like mementos? Uh, you know, I'm going to move into my house cause you're, uh, breaking up again. Um, anything from the ultimate fighter I could take as far as what? Was there any like mementos that you took from the ultimate fighter? Like, uh, the jersey, were you able to keep the jersey or any of the cool stuff? Oh yeah. I kept a ton of stuff. Um, right. what was the coolest thing? I, uh, let's see. As far as stuff, I mean, the best best things I took were the experience, but, uh, um, let's see. Yeah. There's a ton of jerseys. A lot of, they hooked us up with a, a lot of clothing, um, a lot of gear. Uh, I got this. Black. What's that? Dang. Still it's a bad connection. That's okay. It, it usually um, happens sometimes with these things. Uh, did you, uh, so they took care of you there while you were in the Ultimate Fighter house. Good. Safe to say. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they hooked us up. With, I mean, I think they do more now with the, with the, with what was it? The Nike deal? Yeah. Or no, it was um, the Reebok, the Reebok one. Reebok. Okay. Uh, as far as the gear, I think they do it better now. Um, either way, we couldn't have sponsors, which which sucked. Everything was all Ultimate Fighter. Um, uh, as far as like sentimental stuff, I, I got a, uh, a pair of boxing gloves that um, – I got signed by everyone on the show. Nice. Uh, I, I ended up giving that to my doctor because uh, he's he's helped me out a lot. Um, uh, he would he would always give me stitches in the middle of the night um, after training. Uh, yeah, Gary Furness, he's an awesome dude. Uh, so 
So I, yeah, um, I got this uh, plaque. It's it's like plastic. It just says my name, Team Jones. It's it's signed by everyone. I got it up at the at the gym at NorCal Fighting Alliance. Um, that thing's kind of cool. Uh, but uh, let's see. Yeah, that was seven years ago. Um, pretty much all the gear is done. Um, it. Uh, but I I trained, put a lot of training into it. And uh, yeah, finally wore out. Is there any advice before, as we're heading uh, towards the end of the show, is there any advice you'd give to somebody that's chasing a dream, but is having a bit of a setback or, you know, is debating, you know, to see if they can make it or not Colin? Is there any kind of advice you'd give to somebody? Um, you know, just list what you're, what your obstacles are and you know each one just ask yourself like is this one really going to stop you yeah. um and uh find a way to have fun definitely like it's it's a hard journey and uh if if you don't enjoy it then then you might want to ask yourself why you're doing it okay. and if it's fun then it's it's fun. Like it's, it's okay if it's hard. Yeah, I get you. Appreciate that. And what are you looking forward to for the year 2021, Colin? It's a fight. There you go. Um, yeah, it'll be my first fight as a dad. Uh, yeah, I just want to compete. Um, I mean, even if it's another jujitsu tournament, uh, like I, I want to compete. Um, I made a lot of changes in 2020. Uh, all of them for my kid, like quadrupled my income, bought a new truck, got custody, got a new home. Um, so yeah, uh, 2021, I'm, I don't know. I mean, COVID will be around, but, uh, Still, yeah. Yeah, hopefully the 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 fight game will open back up. Um, I just want to train more. I get you. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully we can see some light at the end of the tunnel soon enough. You know, vaccines going on. I don't know how you feel about that and stuff like that. But it feels like, you know, sometimes, you know, we're taking certain steps in the right direction. You know, I, I'm not a vaccine person. I'll go ahead and say it on the, on, on the show right now for my audience to yeah. listen. So I don't know how you feel about that, but you know, I mean, it, we're at least trying to take steps in the right direction. I feel like, you know, everyone's got an option, obviously just, you know, to all my audience out there, you know, make sure you're taking the right precaution to be safe. Um, anything you want to say, Colin, before we sign off? Uh, you know, I'm not a vaccine person either, really. Okay, so um, uh, I would rather take a vaccine and train than do neither. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, yeah, I'm tired of COVID. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of the people that are either crazy afraid of it or uh, opposite, uh, just fighting about it. It's, uh, it's hope. I mean, hopefully, there's there's an there's an end coming. I mean, 
don't foresee it till the end of 2021. But hopefully, you know, things will open back up for us. Hopefully, you can get another fight. You know, next. Hopefully, you can get a fight next next year. We can get you on the show for that fight and stuff, and to be able to cover that with yeah. you. Hope and uh, you know, I feel like you know it will get better. It will get better. It will. Well. Yeah, let's hope it doesn't get worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, for, for sure, brother. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Colin Hart. If you want to follow him on Instagram, you can go ahead and follow him on Instagram at I underscore heart underscore fitness. Anything you want to say before we sign off, Colin? Uh, thank you for having me. Hey, thank so, you, Colin. Great conversation, man. Happy New Year, bud. You too. Awesome. Thank you. And for all my audience listening, thank you so much for all the support. It's really appreciated, folks. And have a happy new year, everybody. Until later, guys. Goodbye.